When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the, the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone, and with me as always is your co-host, Andy Art. Hi, Bunk Funkers. Hey. Hey, Art. Oh, you said hi to the Bunk Funkers. Yeah, he wasn't talking to you, Art. Ugh, awkward. Keep it down. It's like one of those scenarios where you see a friend down the hallway or somebody you know, and they're you think they're waving at you, but they're waving at the person behind you. Mm, yeah, or a scenario where... Somebody honks a horn on the street in their car. Yeah. And you just instinctively wave at them. <laughs> and Well, not you. Not me. Somebody like you who has severe road rage, um, you immediately try and like derby car smash that person. I immediately grab my tire iron <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I rush over to that person. <laughs> Andy, you know, you have to be careful with your extreme road rage because why? You never know, Andy, who lives among us. There's a lot of sus people among us. I, yeah. Yeah. We still doing Among Us memes? Um, yeah. Andy, some of the people among us could be, it could be extraterrestrials. Yeah. You never I, know. You could you could go and, and take out your little tire iron yeah. to try and smash somebody's car, and all of a sudden it turns into this large saucer-shaped vehicle, and these little gray men come out and they zap you with their guns. Hey, I don't give what a are you going to do? I don't give a shit. If you honk your horn at me, I'll fucking beat your ass, dude. <laughs> Nobody honks at me. Extraterrestrial or not. Yeah. You're coming you, after him. You zap me with your ray gun, I'll fucking zap you with a baseball bat, <laughs> you, little, you little gray freak. <laughs> well, boy, oh boy, if, if any of our listeners today are gray aliens, oh boy, you're not going to like what we have to say because... Well, that's the topic we're covering today, Andy. I'll probe your anus with my tire iron. <laughs> that's right, brother. Andy's coming for those gray little butts. Uh, we're talking the gray aliens, Andy. The gray aliens. Graylians. The Graylians. Is it fair to say this is a cornerstone topic in the world of conspiracy? Wow. This is, I think that the gray aliens are maybe the most prominent yeah. extraterrestrial variety wow. that exist in the universe in popular culture 
Definitely. I mean, we'll they definitely have it. a stranglehold on popular culture. Well, they have a stranglehold on a lot of things, <laughs> uh, including our sperm and our eggs. Uh, yeah, for sure. Big time. So uh, we're going to get into it. I mean, this we're is... We're definitely going to get into everybody's sperm and eggs. You are going to learn so much about gray aliens, their different types of ships, their military strategies, all, the different species of grays, their origins. The uh, way they look. There's, I think, what... 20 or 30 different underground bases, and we're going to list all of them? That's a lot, yeah. (laughs) I'm seriously, we're going to do it. This is a list-heavy... If you love lists and you love extraterrestrials, I mean, you better put a diaper on because you're going to come during this episode. Well, if you can't wait to get anally probed by all of our lists, um, as always, you can check the timestamp, check the episode description. There will be a timestamp there that will direct you to when the research begins. But first, Andy and I need to update you Andy is throwing pillows around in the bunker. He does not care. We need to update you on our lives. Boy, just as hearing about me having road rage got me kind of worked up. <laughs> well, we got a little worked up uh, today in the bunker. <laughs> yeah, we did. First in a good way and then in a bad way. <laughs> um, today was today is a holiday. It's a holiday, bunkers, and I hope you're all celebrating. Today is Daddy's Day. Daddy's Day. It's day for the daddies. The day for the daddies. This is a day when uh, families come together and honor the daddies that right. do all of the things that make a family run smoothly. This is not Father's Day. No, this is a different day. This is Daddy's Day. It is a floating holiday. We pick when it is. Right. The daddies get to pick. Yeah. It's a fl- it's floating. It's like bullshit Father's Day that's always in uh, June. Yeah. Or whenever Father's Day is. Yeah. I don't know when it is. Because I don't care about that holiday. Right. I care about daddy's day. I'm not a father. I'm a daddy. Yeah. And it's a floating holiday, much like you would have at work. You have a floating holiday that they just sort of pick willy-nilly when it goes. Mm-hmm. And this is the same thing daddy. I could have daddy's day in October if I felt like it. Yeah. And I get to pick. You know, daddy's day is not bound to a once a year occurrence. Nope. It's a also floating frequency holiday. Whenever we feel like having a daddy's day, it's daddy's day. <laughs> You want to have two daddy's days in a pay period? Go right ahead, my dude. Assuming that's a bi-weekly pay period. Uh, you know, daddy's day is a lot like a trip to Applebee's. It's unlimited daddy's oh, days. Oh, baby. It's it's like being at the Olive Garden, but the breadsticks are daddy's days. Right. They're exactly. unlimited, baby. Yeah, it's like going to Golden Corral, except everything is daddy's day. And you're going to get diarrhea at the end. Oh, yeah. There'll be a lot of diarrhea. I got diarrhea right now. That's right. Um, daddy's day. So we, we decided to celebrate daddy's day and to... Basically, what that means is that, you know, I mean, this is Daddy's Day. It's our day. So it's a day mm-hmm. for Peon Musk, our uh, adult uh, or our teenage uh, undead Sasquatch son and our adult baby uh, son, David Crosby, mm-hmm. to honor us, to give a little bit back to us because we give so goddamn much to them. Right. For free. Yeah. I mean, it's we spend a lot of our time, a lot of our energy yeah. providing for this family. For example, we occasionally... Right. We'll spend time with the boys. That's true. And time is money. Yeah. And that's that's a big expense for us. That's right. 20 minutes watching them do their thing. I mean, oh, it's so cute. Uh, baby David, Cro- adult baby David Crosby playing the guitar. He thinks he's so good. It's so cute. He has no idea what he's doing. Or watching... Peon Musk. Yes, he's clearly no clue what to do with it. He's fiddling around with it. He's got all these pedals on the floor. It's like, oh boy. I I just I it's so good to see him interested in music 
I think that's a skill that will really develop throughout his life. And who knows? He might become talented. But right now, it's just one of those things where you take a video of it and you're like, oh, this is we're, this will be embarrassing to him in a few years that he was doing this. Show this at his high school graduation. Because he's going to look back on this and chuckle. Oh, oh boy. my God. Yeah, it's very cute, but he has clearly no fucking clue what he's doing. Yeah. He doesn't even know the major chords. So, I know. and it's so funny to see him. Hey, if he can't play "Smoke on the Water," I mean, and you know, call call me back when he plays "Smoke on the Water." Because <laughs> that's a yeah. tough song to play. Yeah, then we'll know he's. Then you know you're a guitarist. Yeah, he's on it at that point. <laughs> but you know, yeah, Peon Musk is always trying to show off little things that he does, little right, macaroni art that he makes with uh, the blood of animals. Yeah, riding um, around on his BMX bike. Right. <laughs> he's a regular Travis Pastrama. Yeah, yeah, he's a regular Tommy Pastrami. Tommy Pastrami. I agree. <laughs> he's a regular Tommy Pastrami. He's riding his bike around, and uh, he's curing big bold briskets. So he's a Tommy Tommy Pastrami's Tommy Pastrami. And uh, it's you know he's riding his little BMX around. He's taking it off big jumps. Yeah, you know, he's built a P.M. Musk has built a big old half pipe in the backyard, and he's fucking driving it up and down. And we're like, okay, we're like, hey, keep it down. We're working in here. Yeah. The daddies are doing stuff in here, but so, you know, we take a few minutes a day and watch him do that kind of stuff. It's we're, this is all about being a daddies, you know, being daddies means responsibility and daddy's day. We don't ask for much. I just want, you know, some gifts and uh, some attention and some respect and for you to feed me breakfast, um, after breakfast, snack, um, lunch, post lunch, um, pre dinner, uh, dinner and then post dinner snack and then midnight snack and then uh fourth meal of course i just want those served in bed is that too much to ask right. i don't know we want all of these in bed um we don't <laughs> want to do any of the dishes or no. cleaning up that's no. it's daddy's part of daddy's day. day give me a collection of ties yeah i want ties i want ties with little characters on them i want my garfield tie i want a dilbert tie i want a hogar the barbarian tie i want a hilda the witch barbarian tie uh, I want a zits tie. I want a Kathy tie for sure. Ack. Her saying ack all over my tie. This is how ugly the tie is, but that's why it's funny. It's how funny in an ironic way. I want a... Those are all the important newspaper comics. And those are the ties that I want. I cannot think of any more because I don't think there are any more. Um, give him, give, give me a blondie tie, blondie, uh, a beetle Bailey tie, pickles, crankshaft, far side tie. <laughs> oh, the far sides. Yes, of course. I didn't even know if zits was in the newspaper. <laughs> give, give, we want, we want, we want newspaper funnies. We want newspaper funnies, but ties. in tie form. Yeah. And that's, is that so much to ask for daddy's day? I, no. I mean, what it's we not. do over the course of the year, you know? Yeah, the amount of effort we put into raising a family, a box of ties. Well, unique. what's your ideal gift? Oh, my ideal gift? Well, you know me, I'm a little bit of a gourmand. So I think my ideal gift is just pounds and pounds and pounds of raw meat. <laughs> That's true. You want to see, you want some, some, some daddy food that you could uh, grill up later. Right. That's a fun gift. Right. 
at the same time, kind of also a gift that we get to give back to the rest of the family. Right. But, you know. It's, and that's the ecosystem of the daddies. Right. Is the daddies does for the family. The family does for the daddies. Right. Leads to the daddies does again for the family. It's the circle of life. It's the, the circle, circle of, of daddy. Circle of daddies. Um, and that's that's what I want. You know, and, and Peon Musk and Adult Baby David Crosby, they tried their best. Um, yeah. They really did. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. They fucked up a little bit here and there. They didn't get me all the ties that I wanted. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of them were, were animated cartoons. Right. Like television cartoon characters and not specifically newspaper comic characters. Right. Which was a pretty big fuck up and you were pretty clear about what you wanted. I did lecture them a little bit on it. I mean, I think it's an important thing to clarify. It's important for you to have your kids understand the difference between comics and animation yeah and they they really need to improve their listening skills yeah because when i say something i want it done that way right and if it's not done that way i'm gonna get very mad you're not saying it for your health you're saying it because it needs to be done a specific way you know and they didn't deliver us all the meals that we wanted we did have a little tiny bell that we kept ringing while we sat in Mm -hmm. bed all day Mm -hmm. um you know obviously andy and i developed pretty severe bed sores but that's another thing I was on the verge anyway, so this just kind of pushed me over the edge. It's mostly because I refused to get out of bed to go to the bathroom. Yeah, we had them hook up a PlayStation 2 to the TV that's in our bedroom. And at one point, you kind of started to rage quit when we were playing Tekken Tag Team. Right. Um, And uh, you did throw your controller across the room, and we kept ringing the bell to have them Mm -hmm. come pick up the controller and put it back in your lap. And it took them like... 15 minutes to do it, which is egregious. I mean, how are they ever going to become a Formula One pit crew if it takes them fucking 15 minutes to pick up a controller? Right. Which is the career we're forcing them into is (laughs) to be the first brother, the first brother tandem of Formula One pit crew chiefs. Well, I think that P.M. Musk could have a career in it because he can lift those tires very easily. No problem. You ever see those other fucking weenies on Formula One? They need like a system. They're trying to roll the tires. Losers. Forgot it. Yeah, Musk could just pick up the car. Yeah. I will say I have another complaint about Daddy's Day. Mm. What's that? Well, you know, my thing is I don't want to get out of bed. So I right. asked I asked adult baby David Crosby to insert a catheter <laughs> so that I really did not have to get out of bed. And he kind of botched it. Punctured my urethra. <laughs> yeah, now every time you pee, there's like a whistling sound. Yeah. Also... Kind of looks like it a comes recorder. out in an L shape now, so it's really hard to use the toilet. On the flip side, though, um, you can play hot cross buns on your penis. Yeah, it's like a recorder now. Yeah, your penis is like a recorder now. That was my penis. <laughs> But I do have to say the boys are very thoughtful. That's true. They did they did go to some lengths to make sure that we had a nice daddy's day. That's true. They they baked a cake. They did. They baked us a big old cake and listen, you know what a couple of daddies think when a big old cake shows up. I mean, we're talking this is a this is a cake big enough for a human being to feed yeah, inside of a So you you know what we're thinking. We're like, oh, there's some fine stripping strange inside There's that cake. There's some fine stripping strange inside that cake. And so we start going, oh, God, 
Yowza! When this cake comes out, our giant tongues uncurled from our mouths, our eyes popped out of our heads, our hearts beating yeah. in the shape of a cartoon heart. Steam flowing out of our ears, little hats that we were wearing are floating up and spinning in the air. Just rivers of saliva all over the floor. We're floating. <laughs> Looking at this strange cake. We know what's inside. Yeah. Because we, we can hear there's somebody inside. Yeah, we know there's a stripper inside that cake. And we're determined to see them do their thing. So um, we blindfolded ourselves because, you know, you don't want to ruin the surprise. Always come prepared. Always bring a blindfold. Um, ABAB. And this is where things kind of take a, a crappy turn. I think. Yeah, I would say so. That's fair. Um, I don't know where they got this stripper. Not a fan. Not a fan of the stripper's look. Not a fan of what the stripper had to say. This stripper pops out of this cake and in this very gruff, aggressive voice is saying things like, ah, I got you once again, you idiots. When will you learn every single week? And this stripper is dressed very conservatively. Yeah. I peeked out from behind my my blindfold and I saw that this stripper was just kind of wearing overalls and a a t-shirt with a question mark on it. Yeah. I mean <laughs> that question mark and it says what's up with that? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying this stripper was unattractive. Right. It's a very buff stripper. Right. And this stripper is going on and on. It's calling us it like it's just the degradation of it. I'm not into it. Calling us idiots, saying that we're dumb, oblivious, that yeah. we have some kind of, um, that there's some kind of memory wipe that was performed on us. At and this point, we're just aggressive. At this point, we're just willfully ignorant. Right, right. Um, that we're trying to ignore some sort of past experiences that we've had with with this person and saying right. that, oh, it's Mr. Bunker and it's me and I'm here. and right. You, know, you live in a world of delusion and you're dangerous to yourself and everyone you encounter. I, the stripper from uh, underneath the cake pulled out this like poster board with all these like pictures of us and like information on us and like string connecting dots and all these scenarios. It's just like, ugh. It's like, get ugh. some help, please. I could not be more flaccid. Yeah. On daddy's day. Yeah. Could you at least do this from my lap? Jeez. Grinding on me. Anything? Jeez. At that point, I mean, we were so disgusted. Yeah. Uh, and so disappointed that, you know, this stripper kind of just ushered us into the studio and told us to just go record with a big sigh. Right. And now, I mean, this Jeez. is so annoying. So annoying. I have all these $1 coins that I can't do anything with. We have all these gold Sacagawea coins where are we going to put... Whose G-strings are those going to go inside? Yeah, we want to tuck those in the G-strings of the stripper. I mean, I went down to the goddamn bank. I unrolled a friggin' tube of these Sacagawea coins. I want to fucking shoot them off like little pucks into strippers' G-strings. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, I want to play fucking shuffleboard with a stripper pole. Now I can't. I'm pissed off. I want to I shoot these fucking $1 coins like I'm playing paper football at the lunch table in high school. 
I want to break my goddamn finger knuckle shooting these $1 coins because I'm having so much fun shooting them at the strippers. They love it. Shoot them. Shoot them. Well said. <laughs> well, I think when we get out of here, the one thing we got to do is have a talk with yeah. adult baby David Crosby and Peon Musk about right how, the proper way to hire a stripper. Yeah, I mean we're gonna have clearly to walk, we're gonna have to walk them through the process. And this is this is one of this is Daddy's rule number four. Yeah, this is high on the list of proper ways to procure a stripper. That's right. Well, regardless, we're here. We're recording. Um, we're doing another episode and, um, you know, it's not all bad. We do have, we do have some positive things to get to. I mean, we have some people to thank. Oh yeah. Some people true. who do things the right way. Unlike our children. Yeah, we, we do. We have, we have a very special bunker alarm. That's right. Today. Uh, we are ringing the bunker alarm for our newest patron, newest patron. Uh, so please, everyone, join me in giving a big thank you and welcome to our newest patron, Paul Casey. Paul Casey. Paul, thank you. Thank you, Paul. Welcome. Welcome. To the ranks of the beloved Bunk Funkers, benevolent Bunk Funkers. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Newest Patreon member here, Paul Casey. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate it. It helps us out. It will go to be it, it, it. The money will go to helping us procure more strippers and to teach our children how to hire a stripper. Right. We're gonna be honest. So thank you, Paul. Yes, for helping us teach our children about strippers. That's right. Um, Paul, as we are contractually obligated to do, uh, we are now going to use one of the Earth's most sophisticated pieces of technology, the yeah. Bunk Tech Bunker Alarm right. 3000, to play a perfectly synced alarm for you in honor of your contribution to this show. We thank you so much, Paul. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just look for oh, yeah. a sound now. Uh, Bunk Funkers, per your request, the sounds of me using the machine are now very loud. So here goes nothing. Oh, whoa, there it goes. There it goes. You got all V8s going there. Oh, sorry. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. The mechanical crane arm that picks the alarm sound. Oh, that looks like a nice one. Okay. Let's let's cue that one up. Sure. Okay. Um Boy, this machine is really a wonder. Wow. Uh, all right. So, Paul, we like to do a countdown. We don't need to. The Bunk Tech Bunker to. Alarm is so sophisticated. Oh my god. Art oh, and I are simple, humble gentlemen. We love to do countdowns to everything. Everything, baby. So, here we go. Paul this bunker alarms for you. Thank you. In three, two, one.
Wow. wow. That was a good one. Beautifully synced. I mean, bunkfuckers, seriously, if any of you out there mechanically to, to, through technologies can uh, line those two up, you'll see perfectly synced vocal sounds. Yeah, any any you mechanically inclined folks will obviously see that this is those sound waves match perfectly. Perfectly. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Paul, thank you so much for your support. Thank you, Paul. We are sincerely grateful. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, and thank you. Enjoy your bunker alarm. Um, now, bunkfuckers, we hope you enjoy um, what is about to come here. The 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 deepest of deep dives into the grays, the gray aliens. We hope I we think we think after this episode, we, hope, we think you won't be feeling too gray. You'll be feeling ecstatic. You'll be feeling full. You know why? Because we're going to give you the whole enchilada on the gray aliens here. I'm Mr. Buckers. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Andy, put your pants on, please. Whoops. <laughs> Well, Andy, it happened again. What's that, Art? I, I had that dream about the little green men. Ah, the Gumby dream. No, no, no. It, it, it wasn't a sex dream. It, this is the one where these aliens, they they lift me up and they, they take me aboard their ship where they, they experiment on me and they force me to ingest a, a whole enchilada over and over and over and over. And then they probe me and they make me touch tips and play swords and then they laugh a lot. But you can tell they're not laughing at me. They're just like mostly at what seems like their own jokes. And then it's always just the two aliens, these two weird looking aliens, you know, the very annoying looking aliens. And then the rest of the aliens are like, God, these guys are so annoying. I wish they would stop. What do you think that dream means, Andy? Hmm. I mean, gee, Art, it, uh, it sure freaking sounds like your recurring Gumby dream. No, no, it wasn't a wet dream. Hmm. I mean, the only other thing I could think of is it's a classic bunker segue into today's topic, the gray aliens. Oh! Ah, the grays. What's the blues when you got the grays? Frank Sinatra. <laughs> the modern version of the little green men trope the greys are likely, arguably, the most common depiction of extraterrestrials in modern culture. The grey aliens are the ones who have been encountered the most by humans in traditional alien abduction scenarios. But there likely isn't just one type of grey alien. Indeed, the term grey may actually relate to over 40 different types of grey alien species, all of which have visited our planet. Wow. Yeah. The greys come from mostly two regions. The Zeta, the Zeta Reticulum and Orion constellations and have been said to have been visiting Earth for thousands of years with much more frequency after 1945. So there's a lot of controversy and bickering between various factions of ufologists and extraterrestrial enthusiasts over what exactly the greys are and what their deal is and where they come from. Some sources claim the greys 
actually aren't even aliens, but instead are interdimensional beings or even humans time traveling from the future who are traveling through different parallel Earths and making inventions and screwing around and both directly and indirectly affecting the timelines of all these different Earths. I mean, this is a tricky, tricky, squirrely bunch here, Andy. Don't you think? Yeah, this is a uh, they're messing around in the cosmic crankshaft. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the reason they're doing this is supposedly benevolent. It's to help prevent catastrophes and guide us all towards a better existence. Or just the existence they think is best. Mm, That's too true, Andy. Regardless, they are trying to course correct humanity for its many mistakes. And uh, they have their work cut out for them. (laughs) You're welcome, aliens. (laughs) I have fucked up a lot. (laughs) Oh, But of course... Many believe that the Greys are actual alien beings. One narrative is that they originated from a planet orbiting around the Eta Lyrae system, uh, located 1,400 light years away from Earth in the constellation Lyra. This planet was called Apex, and the Greys were one of several advanced societies coexisting on the planet some 20 million years ago. They believe the Greys actually used to look very human-like and were created by another higher race of beings referred to as the Founders or the Ancient Builder Race or the Ancient Ones or the Progenitors, which would be a kick-ass name for a hockey team. The Progenitors. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. So Cleveland should change their name to Yeah, the Cleveland Progenitors. Instead of the Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> the Cleveland Progenitors. The Cleveland Progenitors. Oh, look at all their children. Let's give it up for your Cleveland progenitor. And tonight's come daddy is number one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the society on the planet Apex was pretty friggin' rad. Yeah, okay? it fucking ruled. Uh, except they advanced their technology so fast that it surpassed their spiritual development. This imbalance caused the rapid evolutions of their appearance into the humanoid-esque appearance we know and love today of typical aliens. And it also caused them to have sterility and reproductive problems. This rapid technological boom came at the expense of their morals and emotions, causing the Apexians to look at morals and emotions as inferior and valuing technology and materialism. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. Do I identify with this art? I might be descended from the Apexians because not only am I sterile, but I also am obsessed with technology and lack moral fiber. I frequently go into Sharper Image and use the massage chair and then ask all the sales reps for a happy ending. (laughs) You've been kicked out of a lot of malls. (laughs) Yeah, I'm fucked up. But I'm thinking it's part of my Apexian heritage, clearly. Uh, You might just be an asshole, Andy. Please, Art. Let me continue with the story of my people. Respect me, please. The Apexians were so obsessed. My people, the Apexians, were so obsessed with tech and considered science their quote-unquote religion. (laughs) <laughs> Again, another another point. Yeah, you might have a point. Societies were torn apart and political and military conflicts on the planet caused a massive destructive war that wiped out the vast majority of the population. Now, the planet's surface, uh, the, the, the planet that the Apexians inhabited, um, Apex, much like Andy's brain, became an uninhabitable corrupted surface. Um, with the Apexian species on the verge of extinction, they tried a bunch of different methods to prolong their race, including cloning one another uh but eventually that too proved ineffective as it just led to more issues with their dna i mean these people could not reproduce the apexians realized the only way they could survive was to find another humanoid species to cross-populate with and fill the gaps in their damaged dna 
And thus, the Apexians began their quest. A quest which we would all love to partake in one day of fucking and sucking across the galaxy. Oh, baby, that's my dream job. That's what, hey, I Inter mean. Intergalactic sex machine. An intergalactic gigolo. <laughs> now, during their quest across the universe to find the right species to crossbreed with, the Apexians ended up, I mean, just creating many of the gray alien species seen today. The Apexians not only want to fix their DNA, but also recover their lost morality, emotions, and spirituality. At this point, there are so many Apexian-born gray species that some have gone off to form their own civilizations and colonies in other parts of the universe. It's expansive. And here's some more of my family history. Uh, these are all the main gray alien uh, slash Apexian subspecies seen today and their locations. And this is this is what is the first of numerous lists yes. uh, throughout this uh, section of the, the episode, Bunk Funkers. So <clears throat> here we go. There's Sirius A, uh, which is home of a dark brown skin type of grays. There's Bellatrix, home of the tall grays or tall white grays. There's Rigel, home of three types of short grays. The first type is considered as the most violent, aggressive gray species. There's Betelgeuse or Betelgeuse or Betelgeist, depending on who you talk to uh, or how you want to spell it, which is home of a group of, I like Betelgeuse, frankly. Yeah. Uh, home of a group of tall grays known as Eban. Uh, there's Mintaka, home of a group of brown-skinned grays and a group of tall grays with green eyes. Uh, the Orion Nebulae region, uh, an unknown star system, which is home uh, of a group of grays very similar to EBE2 from Zeta Reticuli 2. HR244, home of a pale blue-skinned type of grays. You've got Mu Signi, home of a group of short grays. Short grays. Uh, Epsilon Boetis, home of a short type of grays with snow white skin. Wow. Beautiful white skinned grays. <laughs> but they're still gray. They're still gray. <laughs> uh, Zeta Reticuli 1 and 2. Uh, the original Apexians migrated to the fourth planet orbiting Zeta Reticuli 2. Uh, they're known today as EB1 and EBE2. Uh, these are likely the most common gray, and we'll touch more on them later. We'll touch more on a lot of these later. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. A lot of these the, are going to come back. Yeah. Uh, Alpha Reticuli, home of a small group of pale blue-skinned grays. Uh, you've got Polaris, which is home of a very short type of grays, uh, a nomadic civilization. Um, you've got Barnard Star, uh, which is home of an orange-skinned type of grays. Uh, and then there's Arcturus, home of the most peaceful type of grays. Uh... Hello, is this a sexy fan fiction novel and subsequent major motion picture I'm seeing here? Because this is sounding like Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, can somebody chain me up, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and not to get you too hot and steamy here, Bunkfunkers, but uh, here's one more Grey Alien origin story that um, we're going to cover. According to the book Alien Races by Dante Santori and a Ukrainian fella named Petro, who uh, I think uncovered a lot of this to Dante, but uh, the Greys, they believe the Greys are actually the Solipsi Rai, a two billion year old race of beings from the constellation uh, Cygnus, and they are led by their leader, uh, Y. Martin. Now, there's no word on Y. Martin's advisors, Y. Brahman and Y. Hustleman. Deep cut. Huh? Well, Martin Lawrence reference. Wow. Late 90s sitcom. 
Wow. I don't even know if that late nineties even. I think I think it was when did Martin go off the air? You look it up. They allege that these Solipsi Rye are actually confused for the Mitre and Zeta Reticuli Greys, um, who are the ones who do all that nasty abducting business. Martin. 1992 to 1997. Wow! Long run for the show, Martin. Um, the Solipsi Rye are actually peaceful, okay, and super chill, and are actually like the alien version of Marie Kondo. They just go from civilization to civilization, help them advance and develop and grow and clean up their shit. Now, they do apparently have a super weapon capable of protecting themselves, which is, you know, actually is said to be capable of destroying entire starships, which is also much like Marie Kondo. Uh, her weapon is called the Joy Spark. Oh. And she can shoot lightning out of her mouth. <laughs> little, little known fact about Marie Kondo that people don't get to see on her TV show. Yeah. Is that she can shoot lightning out of her mouth. Yeah, that sure doesn't come up a lot in the show. It should. Should. In fact, the Slipsy Rye ship, they say, is responsible for the 1947 Roswell incident. Hey, Art, I hate to reuse an old line from my days as guest judge on America's Next Top Model, but enough talk. What about their looks? <laughs> That's what you were known for when you guessed it on that show. Yeah. Is you told Tyra Banks to shut up about the drama. What about their looks? What about their looks? Yeah. So we're going to cover a gamut of grays here, Bunk Funkers, but let's start with a classic look making its way down the bunker runway. Oh. Ooh. God. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I got a little carried away. Yeah, that's why you got kicked off of America's Next yeah. Top Model. Ooh, ah, do your little turn on the catwalk. It's the Zeta Reticuli Gray. Who doesn't love these guys? Classified as EB1 and EB2. Uh, EB, by the way, stands for Extraterrestrial Biological Entity. Here, coming down the runway, we see EBE-1. They're 4.5 to 5.2 feet tall, which is 1.4 to 1.6 meters. Their skin is actually beige and not gray, but sometimes a grayish hue. The cranium is slightly larger than a human's, and they have no facial or body hair. Some have small slanted eyes, while others have eyes that are a little bit larger than a human's. They have human-colored irises, no earlobes. Uh, thin and flat noses or horizontal line-like structures on the nose bridge and have high cheekbones. These aliens predict, pr possess four-digit hands, three long fingers, and a small thumb. Give it up for EBE-1. Weren't they beautiful? Thank you. <laughs> uh, now, coming to the catwalk, we've got EBE-2. These squirrely little fellas are <laughs> three and a half to 4.2 feet tall. That's one to 1.2 meters for you metric heads out there. Their skin is light gray or pale bluish gray, and the skin is a little darker on the back of their bodies. They have a large heads and large black almond shaped eyes. They have long arms and four digit hands with a thumb nearly as long as the fingers. They will have no visible genitals. Fuck this. What? Hmm? Uh, did you just say something? Oh, no, nothing. Kind of sounded like you said, fuck this. It's fucking bullshit. Show us their dicks. God. Fuck. I want to see the gray dick. Come out here and narrate a fucking fashion show. 
Show me some goddamn gray alien dick. Jesus Christ. Fuck. Oh, my God. Uh, well, bug fuckers, while Andy cools off, let's talk about a very similar looking gray to the reticulin grays, the biorobotic gray aliens. Now, um, these are a group of actually cloned grays and are biorobotic. They are they are kind of like cyborgs, I guess, or robots, really. Um, they are created and used by both the Orion and Zeta Reticuli Greys as workers, representatives, laboratory and facility keepers, communicators, assistants for calming down the abductees. They're the worker bees. Um, they're three to five feet tall, so one and one and a half meters. The skin can be either snow white, gray, or a bluish gray. They have three or four digit hands. Sometimes they're naked. Oh, here we go. But no word on the genitals. Oh, come on. Fuck this. God they're, damn it. They're teasing you. Fuck. Sometimes they wear uniforms. Okay. And there's actually two types of biorobotic grays. There's lots of types. Yeah. It's, they can't just keep one. These these uh, apexians, they just, I mean, they just had they so many. They can't stop fucking. They got so many different types. The first type looks like EBE2 uh, grays from Zeta Reticuli. So they're gray, have the big almond eyes, um, tiny except they don't have nostrils and a mouth, so they can't eat or drink. Um, they're not sentient. They cannot think for themselves, and they're just just—they're kind of drones or cyborgs that are programmed to follow orders. Now, the other type of biorobotic grays are also resemble EBE2, small, gray, big almond eyes. They don't eat... Uh, they, they do eat or drink. They have mouths. They have a little nose slits. Um, they're sentient, but, you know, they can show emotions, but they're less complex. So, again, these are just kind of robotics. Um, not a lot going on with them. But those are the Zeta Reticuli Grays. Kind of the classic. Yeah. The classic gray alien. Yeah, the, the one we all, is the, yes, like, the one we all know and love. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the Orion-based grays. First up is the tall grays from Bellatrix um, in the constellation Orion. And there are two ethnic groups of tall grays. Um, the first group are seven to 10 feet tall. These are some big boys. Yeah. Um, these are two to three meters tall. They have beige skin, very thin bodies, and their head looks very disproportionate compared to their body. They have normally proportionate. Um, they, they, okay. So their heads look to, their heads are proportioned correctly, but they're shaped like an inverted triangle. Right. So it is a little weird. Right. Um, they have very sharp and slanted facial features. And despite the fact that they look frail and weak as fuck, they're actually incredibly physically strong. So you might not want to fuck with these Bellatrix grays. Uh, and they have four-digit hands with long fingers and sharp nails. So the second group share the same physical characteristics as the first, except the skin is white. Uh, the back of their heads are flat, and their bodies look skinny, but kind of muscular. And they are much, much, much stronger than the first type. They're known as the tall white grays, Again, this is not to be confused with the tall white Nordics and definitely not to be confused with the tall whites discussed on our episode, Tall Whites and Charles Hall. Again, remember, if you listen to that episode, you know the tall whites don't get along with the grays. They're not friends. Right. And we'll, and we'll see why, because the grays, the tall whites are just here to fucking chill and be cool and have fun and learn and gamble in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. But the grays are here to do a lot of wacky shit. Yeah. Now, both types of these Orion Bellatrix grays wear tight overall suits with the same color as their skin, which makes them look naked. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm fucking sensing a theme here, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. 
Para pa pa pa. Naked aliens sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> the tall gray aliens are considered as the masters slash rulers leading the Orion Empire and the Gray Federation, which we'll talk about a bit later. Oh boy, oh boy, Art. This episode is getting so gray. It's like that episode of the Fairly Odd Parents where Timmy wishes everyone was the same and they all turn into gray blobs. You love that episode. Oh my God. That's one of my favorite childhood memories is watching that Fairly Odd Parents episode when I was probably like <laughs> 17 years old. Hey, it's a fun one. Uh, your favorite. Uh... Gilbert Godfrey voices one of the characters. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Holy smokes! Next. <laughs> Who we got next? Wait, what am I trying to think of? Uh, yikes! <laughs> next. Gray aliens from Rigel. Uh, Constellation Orion. There's a planet orbiting that star system which is inhabited by three types of Rigelian greys. And they're nasty little buggers. These are the mean ones. So there's type... Type 1, they are considered as the most violent and aggressive type of gray aliens. These you really don't want to mess with. They're 4 to 5 feet tall, so they're not super tall, 1 to 2 to 1.5 meters. Their head is larger than a human's, but they have short necks. They have no facial or body hair, very intimidating. Their arms reach to their knees. They have four-digit hands with webbed fingers and no thumb. Two fingers are long and two others are short and have claw-like nails. Most of these aliens have light gray skin, but sometimes the skin is beige, tan brown, or gray with a pinkish hue. Then there's type 2, a type 2 of the Rigelian grays. They're in the same height category as type 1. Uh, their skin is either gray or light brown with a very rough and dry-like texture. Some say the skin texture is similar to that of an elephant. Hmm? Hmm. Coincidence? Hmm? They have large heart-shaped heads, large olive yellow colored eyes, and slit-like pupils. They have very small ears, protruding cheekbones, and a chiseled jawline. Oh my Ooh, god! Wow. Now this this type this second type is very rare, a very rare type of and gray. very handsome, very rare, very handsome. Uh, type three of Rigelian gray have the same characteristics as type one, except that the skin is green and scaly. They have four-digit human-like hands, three fingers with a thumb, and no nails. The eyes are large, orange-yellow in color, with slit pupils. Uh, these are very reptilian looking. These, right. these are our reptilian grays. Now, the final Orion constellation based grays are the gray aliens from Beetlejuice. 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 Hey, motherfuckers, how you doing? It's me, Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Hey. Hey, Bubba, how you doing there? Hey. Hey, how you doing there? You think I can. Ooh, sorry, Tutsi. So uh, you know. think I can make love to your wife later? It's kind of like a skis ball. Hey. Uh, Bunkfunkers, Andy has clearly seen Beetlejuice multiple times. His favorite film. Now, the Beetlejuice species is known as, uh, or again, as Andy said, Beetle. What is it? You, it's, could, it's, you, can, you can say it's like either Beetlejuice or Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Or you could also do Beetlejuice. Yeah. Like you, 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 it's like how you pronounce the, you either do a long or a short E. And it's either an S or a Z sound at the end. Right. So it's depending on if you like Beetlejuice or Betelgeuse. Betelgeuse. They're known as Ebon. And uh, the, the most notable physical feature they have is they actually have a large, long nose. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's 
you know, it's it's kind of cartoonish, like a little cartoon, almost a Pinocchio-like nose. Um, they're seven feet tall, uh, which is two meters. Um, they have almond-shaped eyes and and small yellow slit pupils. They are the least aggressive grays among the Orion grays. And hey, maybe it's the nose. Who knows? <laughs> The nose knows. <laughs> okay, we're having fun. <laughs> I guess I learning, guess, but I guess these grays are the uh, Fruit Loops variety, and then the other grays are from the Bola Tricks system. Tricks are for grays. <laughs> oh, we we're must. having fun. We are having a good time. They have three-digit hands uh, with long nails. Their visits to Earth are very rare. According to some contactees, they have um, evacuated their planet because their star system is dying, and they are currently living on a planet in the Barnard star system, along with a group of oranged skin species of greys. So what's the deal with grey aliens? I mean, they're grey and they're aliens. Do you think anyone ever says, hey, why the long face? Why, Beetle, do, why are you feeling so grey? Beetlejuice is getting upset here. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> uh, but seriously, what's up with the Greys? Are they friend? Are they foe? Do they want to help or destroy? What's their agenda? There's so many different kinds. What are oh. they doing? Well, let's let's briefly cover the timeline of Grey Alien and human interaction. Yeah, briefly. Briefly. Briefly is a relative term, bunkfunkers. But this will help shed some light on the purpose uh, of the greys with our planet and our species. The greys have supposedly been visiting us for thousands of years. There are various cave paintings depicting creatures that look like typical Zeta Reticulin greys. There's Sumerian artifacts uh, that have been uh, supposedly resemble our humble grey alien. Uh, Ufologists believe these Sumerian artifacts are evidence of the greys' involvement in human evolution and that the greys have been visiting us for thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, Cut to, jump cut here, to 1940s, 1950s. Roswell, New Mexico, the Roswell Roswell incident. The crash of an alleged flying saucer, the recovery of debris and bodies, uh, and the ensuing cover-up by the military. We've talked about it a little bit before Mm -hmm. uh, in our Right Pat episode. Um, Very famous incident. Uh, The saucer that supposedly crashed at Roswell is believed to be gray alien tech, which we'll cover more about gray alien spacecrafts later on. And uh, as well, we'll discuss, there may have been a couple gray alien bodies discovered at the crash. While this wasn't the first gray encounter, it is highly significant. Then we have Holloman Air Force Base. Uh, In 1971, Robert Eminger uh, and Alan Sandler wanted to get their hands on some real deal alien film footage. Who wouldn't? Allegedly, uh, Emenegger had a uh, contact at the U.S. Air Force who promised to disclose video footage of a real UFO landing at the Holloman Air Force Base in 1964, from which there was also footage of the aliens disembarking their ship and meeting with delegates of the U.S. government. Well, the contact never released it publicly. I guess they should have made them pinky promise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But according to those that somehow saw this footage, they described the following. Three disc-shaped craft. One of the craft landed and two of them went away. A door opened on the landed vehicle and three beings emerged. They were human size. They had an odd gray complexion and a pronounced nose. They wore tight-fitting jumpsuits and thin headdresses that appeared to be communication devices. And in their hands, they held a translator. 
A Holloman base commander and other Air Force officers went out to meet them. Given our appearance descriptions earlier, these were very likely fatal, juicy, and tall grays. Could be, bunk funkers. Mm -hmm. So, um, obviously, you know, next we kind of have the MJ-12 documents. The MJ-12 documents are an eight-page memo dated uh, November 18th, 1952, outlining the establishment of a secret group by outgoing President Harry Truman. The memo was prepared for President-elect Dwight Eisenhower. The document describes the fact that the U.S. government recovered a crashed alien spacecraft and alien bodies in 1947 outside of Roswell, New Mexico. It also states that another crash occurred in Texas near the Mexican border in 1950. At that time, Truman established a group known as the Majestic 12, sometimes referred to the MJ-12. Um, the purpose of the group was to determine how to handle the implications of the Roswell incident and the existence of extraterrestrial beings. The original members of the group um, were, you know, very top people in the government, top people in science, top people in the Air Force. The documents are considered by many ufologists as the holy grail on gray alien involvement and proof that gray aliens crashed in Roswell in 1947. Then, of course, you got the Nazis. Um, the Nazis were said to be in communication with the Greys throughout World War II, and that's how they developed some of the wackier uh, alleged Nazi spacecraft right. that was seen flying around. Um, and some of that might have been the saucer spacecraft technology that um, is is seen. Cut to the 1980s. So this is when aliens as pop culture really took off, okay? You got the MJ-12 documents, which were released in 1984, and they caused a real stir in alien pop culture. The book and subsequent movie, Communion, starring Christopher Walken, was released in 1989. It didn't do too well at the box office, but it was a major motion picture about an alien abduction with real star power behind it. So that's a big win for the alien community. A little bit prior to that, you had Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which was released in 1977. After that, you had X-Files, Babylon 5, Stargate, Men in Black, and even South Park. Aliens, and particularly gray aliens, were now part of the pop culture zeitgeist. Alien fever, baby. <laughs> First instances of describing them as uh, grays also appeared in the 1980s, and uh, more people were talking about alien abductions publicly than ever before. Yeah. The timeline we just went through with you uh, of grays in our world... Uh, tells us the following. <clears throat> the Zeta Reticuli Greys arrived between the 1940s and 1950s after the invention of the atomic bomb and the beginning of space exploration. In May of 1954, the U.S. government made an agreement with the Orion and Zeta Greys. Some of the terms of this agreement featured the exchange of anti-gravity technology, rare metals, and medical technologies in return for allowing the aliens to abduct and conduct genetic experiments on humans and or animals, studying human development in terms of consciousness and emotions and to be allowed to stay here on earth. This agreement took place at Holloman air force base. The grays assisted the U S uh, with the building of some of the first facilities on the moon and Mars, as well as doing secret projects such as the Philadelphia experiment, the Montauk project, the Serpo project and the construction of underground bases around the world. So these grays apparently are only interested in two things abducting and experimenting on humans and chewing bubblegum. And they're all out of bubblegum. Oh, are they ever? 
Now, gray alien abduction stories really started with the infamous Betty and Barney Hill abduction in 1961, which was one of the first ever abduction stories to be talked about publicly and the first popular encounter with greys as the said abductors. The Hill abduction is a monumental topic that uh, we'll likely cover one day. So we won't spoil it here, but if you, uh, it did give us a lot of information on how slash what the greys do during their abductions, and uh, we'll, we'll describe that in a bit here. But um, many uh, alien abductees describe the following experience when being taken by the greys. A light that comes from nowhere, blue or amber colored, the greys then surround and paralyze the victim. They occasionally then take the victim aboard their ships, and while still in this comatose state, they begin performing medical examinations. So what do we know about these medical examinations and experiments that the greys perform? I, I mean, are these alien medical experiments the basis for the show Grey and Grey's Anatomy? I mean, hey, I'm not sure what else that show could be about. And I don't think anyone who actually watches that show knows either. I've never seen it. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be about doctors or something, but now it could be about aliens. Who knows? What is that, McSteamy? That's McSteamy. That's where he comes from. McDreamy. That's- McDreamy? McSteamy is what you do to a toilet. Yeah. I was going to say, a McSteamy sounds like something that you would, like, pay for at some sort of a, you know, a a McDonald's-themed brothel. (laughs) Give me a McSteamy. (laughs) Sorry, the ice cream machine's broken, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take a McFurry. Anal McNuggets and uh Yeah. Anyway. You get it. You get the idea. Uh so what's the purpose of these experiments these greys are conducting, huh? What are they up to? What are they doing? Well, enter the Dulce Papers, a previously highly classified set of documents exposing the aim of these gray alien experiments. The greys are exchanging alien technology for humans to create a species of alien human hybrids. Why? Well, as we mentioned in their origin story, the greys may not be able to reproduce. Thus, they are looking to combine their alien DNA with a human's in order to create a race of alien-human hybrids that can be fertile and probably take over the world. Many of these experiments on humans' abductees involve anal probing, which is as, is as invasive as it is fun to say. <laughs> Let's yeah. just be real. Yeah, I'm a proctologist. I drive a brown probe. God damn it. Many abductees recall having their sperm and eggs harvested, as well as various bodily fluids. Plus, the aliens then inject you with various bodily with with various unknown fluids. I think we know what it is. Yeah, you know what's going on. Yeah, this is not. If this is an ET cum, I don't know what it is. Grays <laughs> have also been said to do mind and neurological manipulation experiments. Yeah, so they can make you, they can get you off with their brains. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> The aliens will perform staring procedures where they gaze into the abductee's eyes at a distance of only an inch or two. They then mind scan you and are able uh, and are given the ability to enter into our minds, which I'm told is a very creepy way to behave and hold a conversation with someone. Anyway, speaking of personal space. Then there's the skin-on-skin contact experiments. Oh, these are weird. Oh, it's like being a newborn baby, and the greys, they hold you up to their breasts, and if you, you know, if you suckle, you're you're hybrid material. There you go. 
Some abductees report being taken into separate rooms where they are required to have skin-on-skin contact with unusual-looking babies. These babies are usually alien-human hybrids. I mean, the unusual-looking baby nursery is where they kept Andy and I when we were born. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to go to the normal baby nursery. (laughs) Relegated to the unusual-looking baby. (laughs) Unusual baby. Abductees have been reported seeing babies, toddlers, older youths, adolescents, and adult alien-human hybrids during these skin-on-skin contact experiments. Wow. Now, there's no word on if the teen alien-human hybrids are too busy smoking alien doobies and playing on their with their friends and playing on their alien phones. Goddamn Gen Z data reticuli. Always on their phones. Back in my day, I'll tell you what, when an older alien abducted you and anally probed you, you paid attention, made eye contact, had a polite, respectful conversation. You said, that hurts, sir. You looked up from whatever you were doing. You didn't play on your goddamn phone. Maybe you were reading a book. You ever heard of it? Gen Z, Ada Reticuli. Oh, damn. Uh, Anyway, abductees have also been tested through uh, the use of alien machinery and are asked to perform various tasks. Occasionally, these tests involve having sex with the alien-human hybrids and having sex with aliens while groups of other aliens watch. I just love it. Oh, well, don't abduct me, aliens. I'm sterile and couldn't get your alien-human hybrids pregnant. So, uh, definitely don't abduct me and force me to have outrageous sex with a bunch of hot alien hybrids. No way. Oh, man. I sure hope that doesn't happen to me. The aliens seriously don't. No, seriously. We don't want that. Stop. No. Definitely don't do that. Don't charge me up by anally probing me and then asking me to have sex with your hybrids. Oh, no. Don't. We don't want that. Seriously. That's not like... Anyway, I'm just going to leave my phone number out. And I'm just going to stand out in the middle of this field. Anyway, I'm going to leave this conversation. Oh, I'm walking onto your ship. Oh, my goodness. Whoops. I'm so absent-minded. Some aliens, though, Andy, have even taken the form of celebrities. Jesus, the Pope, and deceased spouses in order to gain the cooperation of humans to partake in these sex acts. Oh, come on. Now you're just toying with us, aliens. Nothing gets our engines lubed harder than the thought of having sex with Pope Innocent VIII. Oh, he won't be so innocent when we're done with him. I'm going to fuck that Pope. He's not that innocent. (laughs) Oh, Popey, Popey. (laughs) We're going to have sex with the Pope. We're going to fuck the Pope. Anywho, more training and tests. These greys. (laughs) have been known to show abductee slideshows and give verbal telepathic lessons to instruct humans on how to use alien technology. Jesus fucking Christ. Even in an alien abduction, you can't escape the boring PowerPoint slideshow. Oh, uh, sorry. Let me uh, get this to... Oh, oh, uh, sorry. Oh, I must have exited the... Uh, it appears as though my animations aren't... Uh, well, you get it. This is supposed to... Anyway, on this next slide... <laughs> Maybe their technology's advanced enough where they can just not... Not just read what's on the slides. 
up. I know how to read. <laughs> you don't have to read it to me. Oh, boy. And finally, the marks. <laughs> Abductees uh, frequently receive marks on their bodies uh, that are very different from traditional scars. And they look like little punctures, and uh, they're in various weird patterns. Nothing that would uh, seem like a normal scar tissue on humans. Some ufologists believe that even by the 1970s, the Greys had already completely and successfully infiltrated all world governments and establishments and are monitoring and guiding them to fulfill their master agenda, which is the following. They want to enslave the world population by inventing false threats and deceitful ideologies slash narratives to divide mankind, gradually removing our freedoms and introducing us to a totalitarian alien technocracy. Say that five times fast. The continuation and acceleration of their genetic repairing program, aka making alien-human hybrids, uh, conducted by the original greys, which are the Apexians, to repair and improve their DNA and allow them to fuck. Uh, Naturally, naturally fuck. The creation of a genetically engineered species of alien-human hybrids, which will be programmed to infiltrate our societies. These alien-human hybrids will look completely human, and it's almost impossible to distinguish them and an earthling human. They will replace the current human hy- human earth humans and serve as working class for the greys in the future. And allegedly, they are already living and walking among us. They want to uh, they want to accomplish their their main agenda, and that that will be preceded by a mass population reduction event. Um. And it will be either a large-scale war or a man-made catastrophe. And finally, they want to harvest our organs. <laughs> wow. All this really makes you think twice about E.T., huh? Yeah. The extraterrestrial? Right. From that movie? Mm-hmm. He probably didn't want Reese's Pieces at all. He wanted Elliot's organs. He wanted pieces of Elliot's. Yeah. Elliot pieces. Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Oh, man. Yeah. Really makes you think. It really does. Well, anyway, some believe that there is a worldwide global conspiracy to make gray aliens and beings from other planets out to be so-called friendly or that alien technology being used in conjunction with human technology as a cool thing. But in reality, they are just conduits of evil demonic beings such as the Archons. And some ufologists believe the greys uh, to be nothing more than worker drones that carry out the tasks for a higher level alien species, which could be the Archons or it could be the Orion constellation greys. Some ufologists believe the gray species in Arcturus, as well as very small groups of greys from Zeta Reticuli 2 and Polaris, are actually chill and friendly and chose a path of repentance and spiritual growth. These are the monk. These are the nice ones. The monk extraterrestrials. The rest of the greys, however, have chosen a path of colonization, greed, and domination. The evil greys, mostly consisting of the Orion-based versions, formed a quote-unquote grey federation, a military and political alliance hell-bent on expansion and colonization. But it's a uh, covert colonization where they don't go into direct war, but instead infiltrate world governments in the very same means uh, that allegedly are happening here on Earth. Now, this rolls into not only their agenda, but their military strategy. Greys don't roll up with their laser guns a-blasting. Pew, pew, pew. Zap. Zap. 
Uh, first of all, what they'll do is they'll send large reconnaissance ships into space to search for habitable planets with intelligent civilizations. Then, once a planet is discovered, such as Earth, a base station is established near that planet. Then a timetable is set for the invasion and the conquest of the planet. Um, next, number four, reconnaissance and surveillance devices and vehicles are sent to determine the level of development of the civilization and the type of social memory complex that they have. Once enough data is collected uh, about the civilization, scientific intelligence and military groups are sent to start infiltrating the planet. The Greys send representatives to establish contacts with the planet's leaders. They provide solutions to the leaders regarding overpopulation, environmental situations, survival situations, etc. Basically, the Greys come saying, yeah, hey, we got technology. We'll solve all your problems. But what they're actually doing is they're psychologically manipulating all of our world leaders and convincing them that the world leaders are actually the chosen ones. They're elite. They're special. The leaders who refuse to cooperate are forcefully replaced and eliminated. I got to say. This you say is eliminated or eliminated? Both. Oh. <laughs> They're eliminated. All in all, Andy, I got to say, very much, very well managed. Big props to the great alien project managers resolving all those JIRA tickets. Oh, my goodness. I mean, can you think about how many... Proposal documents and product requirement documents that these gray aliens have to project proposals that these gray aliens have to draft for taking over a world government. Yeah, probably these are a lot of the grays from the Jira star system. (laughs) (laughs) So what kind of rides do the aliens roll up to our planet in? Huh? Let's talk about alien spaceships. Let's talk about them. Grays tend to have four main craft types and shapes. More lists. Uh, (laughs) Number one, small sized crafts. Uh, these are used for reconnaissance, short distance travel, and transportation of resources and small scientific expeditions. They're usually three to 10 meters in diameter. Some have a landing gear, others don't. They're usually piloted by biorobotic grays. Sometimes they are unmanned and are remotely controlled from underwater or underground bases on Earth. Uh, a lot of circular crafts, your classic saucer type shapes, fall into this category. Uh, There's medium-sized crafts. The crafts in this category are the ones used for abductions. Uh, The fireball-looking crafts are orange or red in color and usually fly in formation. They're 12 to 50 meters in diameter. There's a very large variety of gray spaceships that fall into this medium-sized category. A lot of circular and cigar-shaped crafts fall into this group. Uh, Number three, you've got large-sized crafts. Uh, These are typically for transport. They're 100 to 200 meters in diameter. There are various models of triangular and V-shaped crafts. They can sometimes uh, release a red sphere as a scout ship to scan the surrounding area. And some types of pyramid-shaped crafts have spotlights underneath them. But these are the big boys. Uh, And then finally, we've got the biggest boys of them all. Yeah. The carrier ships. Uh, These are large-scale transport vessels considered as flying worlds, quote-unquote. They're saucer-shaped Uh, and 500 meters to two kilometers in diameter. They can carry tens of thousands of personnel. Well, we have covered a lot about the gray aliens, but there's still more to expose about these gray little dudes. Yeah, we need those dicks. (laughs) I don't know if we're ever going to get their dicks, but let's talk about their abilities and their weaknesses. We've, We've touched on a few of these, but their main abilities include that the grays can 
tolerate incredible levels of radioactivity. They are telepathic creatures and can read our thoughts. Their movements are very fast. They are master manipulators. They can psychologically paralyze us. Um, they can, uh, obviously, you know, they have the ability to plant false memories, erase our own memories of the abduction. Many abductees um, do not remember being abducted or have flash memories, uh, minor memories of, of the incident. Um, so some say they can even take our consciousness out of our bodies and install their own entities and use our bodies as vehicles to infiltrate our lives before returning our consciousness back into us. These greys have a lot of powers. They got a lot of skills. On top of all their alien tech. Yeah. Their weaknesses, though. A large group of greys can't stand the sunlight. That's why they spend most time hiding and living underground. That's why they're nocturnal. And um, that's why most abductions happen at night. Many of the gray species are very physically weak and small in stature. Not all of them, but many. And without their alien tech, they can pretty easily be killed by humans. The most vulnerable and least protected part of the short grays is their head. Um, kind of an evolutionary oversight to have it so large and bulbous. But um, the grays are aliens, and thus they sometimes have a hard time understanding our ways and sometimes have difficulty predicting our actions. Uh, which can work to your advantage if you were to fight a bunch of greys. You know, they're not from here. They don't get it. They're studying yeah. it, but they don't get it. They don't know what it's like to be a human. Yeah, they don't know the secret, my secret, uh, you know, hand fighting right. tactic. Right. Which is a kick to the family jewels. That's right. I fight dirty. You do. You Get are, ready, greys. Get ready, greys. Um, some abductees... Uh, have successfully evaded the Greys' mind manipulation abilities by having erratic and commanding thoughts, like saying, tell the Greys, no, no, bad Grey alien, no, stay out of my mind, stop it, no, bad. Or you just think about shit, just tons of shit, and they just they can't probe your brain. And also, Greys will typically not take on large groups. They're, they're, not, they're not dumb. So if you got a big group of humans, well, we're social critters, <laughs> right? So they better watch out because I'm yeah. I'm rolling up with eighteen of my best friends. You're rolling up with your fucking posse, my posse. You can you can freaking call me Old West Law Man because I'm gonna have eight, nine, ten deputies. That's right. And we got our six shooters. You know what I mean? Five shooters. One, two, three, four, five. It's my fists. Pew, 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 pew. Watch out, you short little weak <laughs> grays. Big heads. Yeah. Speaking of big heads, time for a big list. Yeah. <laughs> and here is a completely exhaustive list of all the suspected gray alien underground bunkers. We're not kidding. Completely exhaustive. This is a long list. Get ready. Uh, okay. So number one, the Sierra Bermeja mountain range in Puerto Rico. I suppose it's Bermeja. Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. Sierra Bermeja mountain range in Puerto Rico, uh, which is an underground base occupied by a group of tall grays called Koshnak from the Mintaka star system in Orion. Uh, a second base located 56 kilometers southwest of Sierra Bermeja, uh, which is underwater, is also occupied by the Koshnak grays. Somewhere north of the Baffin Island uh, underground a base is occupied by greys from Zeta Reticuli 1 and 2, the constellation Orion, and Mu Cygni star system. There are several bases in the Aleutian Islands, which are underground, occupied by the tall greys. 
Uh, Area 51, uh, which is in Nevada. Classic. In the state of Nevada. I mean, we all know Area 51, um, which is an underground base occupied by the U.S. military and the Orion Zeta Grays. Uh, in Sedona, Arizona, there is an underground base occupied by different types of Orion Grays. Bright sphere-shaped UFOs are often seen coming out from the eastern and northern mountains. Hmm? Uh, northeast of uh, Solegnagorsk. Thank you. Solegnagorsk. Yeah, there you go. Uh, which is occupied by the Zeta Reticuli 1 Greys and the Russian military. Hanging out together. Somewhere in the mountains of the island of no, uh, Novaya Zem... Zimlaya, uh, there's an underground base occupied by the Zeta Reticuli 1 Greys and the Russian military. Somewhere in French Polynesia, there's an underground base occupied by the Zeta Reticuli 1 and 2 Greys. Uh, in, the Hast- in Haystack Butte in Montana, there's an underground base occupied by the U.S. military and the Zeta Reticuli 1 and 2 Greys. In Paradise Valley, Arizona, there's an underground base occupied by the U.S. military and the Orion slash Zeta Greys. Near 29 Palms, California, there's an underground base occupied by the U.S. military and the Zeta Orion Grays. Uh, there's the S-4 Research Facility, Bob Lazar, uh, in Nevada, which is an underground base occupied by the U.S. military, the Orion uh, Gray aliens, and several other extraterrestrial species. Wow, lots have a home there. Yeah. Uh, there's the Dulce Base in New Mexico, which is underground, occupied by the U.S. military and the Orion and Zeta Grays. There's Brown Mountain, North Carolina, which is an underground Brown Mountain, North Carolina. Also, the uh, name of the truck stop I stopped at in North Carolina, Brown Mountain. (laughs) Brown Mountain, North Carolina, there's an underground base occupied by the Orion Zeta Grays. There's Mount Lassen, California, uh, an underground base occupied by the Zeta Reticuli 2 Grays, the EBE2 and Reptilians. Wow. Uh, There's Cape Farewell in Greenland, which is an underground base occupied by the Rigelian Grays. Uh, the base is used to transport resources to two lunar bases called Luna 1 and Luna 2, located on the dark side of the moon. Wow. Oh, North of the Azores uh, Islands, uh, underwater, there's an underwater base uh, with a very large, which is a very large base occupied by the Rigelian Greys. The base is known as Wavenest. Wavenest. Is it Wavenest or Wave Wavenest? Wavenest. <laughs> You know, when you read it, Bunkfunkers, it looks like Waven-est. Maybe. Anyway, there's Eielson Air Force Base, which is in Alaska. You might remember this from our uh, Japanese Airlines 1628 mm-hmm. episode. There, uh, there's an underground base at Eielson, occupied by the U.S. military and the Orion slash Zeta Graves. There's Fort Carson in Colorado, an underground base occupied by the U.S. military and the Orion Zeta Graves. Uh, there's Pine Gap in Alice Springs, Australia, an underground base occupied by Australian and U.S. military and Orion and Zeta Grays. And finally, in the Admiralty Mountains in Antarctica, there's an underground base occupied by the militaries of several countries with an Orion Zeta Reticuli presence. So can you tell that the gray aliens are popular? <laughs> People can't get enough of these grays. Jesus fucking Christ. It's interesting. Uh, the U.S. has a lot of Zeta and Orions. You've got Regellians up north. You've got uh, Russia has a lot of the beige uh, Zeta ones. Yep. Very interesting mixture of gray aliens all over the planet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at all the fucking info we have on the goddamn gray aliens. You know? And yeah. there are thousands of abduction stories from all over the world. And they all relate similar facts and experience 
and um, they all talk about gray. They all have these gray shapes. Among reports of alien encounters, grays make up approximately 50% in Australia, 73% in the United States, 48% in continental Europe, and only 12% in the UK. What's up, UK? Hmm. Well, how come you guys don't have grays? Interesting. But not everyone is feeling so great about the grays. Whoa. With a topic this dense, arguably one of the cornerstones of the conspiracies genre, they are bound to be some skeptics. Oh, yeah. There are these folks out here who want to poo-poo everything. They do. Uh, and I'm looking at one right now. <laughs> one main point that skeptics bring up is the design of the greys, their look, uh, their appearance. Far before gray aliens were part of pop culture, there were their looks were depicted in, in, in various books. Uh, what the point the skeptics are trying to make here is that you know, this gray imagery has been around for a while. It's not like, you know, it could have come from something else. Right. For example, H.G. Wells' mm. Man of the Year Million, which came out in 1893, Wells depicts humanity evolving into an alien type creature that is short with a bulbous head, all black almond eyes and smooth gray skin. In 1933, the Swedish novelist Gustav Sandgren used the pen name Gabriel Linde um, and published a science fiction novel called The Unknown Danger, in which he describes a race of extraterrestrials who wore clothes made of soft gray fabric and were short with big bald heads and large, dark, gleaming eyes. These depictions and many others would become templates for future imagery and abduction stories, according to skeptics. Many skeptics point out that abductees only begin to relate gray alien imagery after having gone through the process of a hypnotic regression. Hypnotic regression aims to resolve past events that plague the victim's subconscious mind by entering a trance and recalling material from deep inside that is normally not available to the conscious mind. Skeptics say this is BS and that all hypnotic regression does is implant the imagery of a gray alien abduction into the user's head. They generate the imagery that they then mistake for being true. Particularly, they pick apart this with the Hill abduction, the, the Barney and Betty Hill abduction. Uh, without spoiling too much, uh, in the early 60s, The Outer Limits, a sci-fi and horror show, presented the episode The Bolero Shield, which revealed a grayish-type alien creature that may have been the inspiration for what Barney and Betty Hill thought they saw during their alleged abduction experience. The aliens that Betty and Barney Hill described while under hypnosis looked remarkably like the gray creature in the Bolero shield. And although the actual abduction predates the episode by three years, the hypnosis session that led them to remember the alien's appearance did take place just a few days after its airing. The association of the grays and Zeta Reticuli may have also come from Betty Hill's hypnosis session. While under hypnosis, Betty Hill said she was shown a map of the alien's home star system, which she drew out roughly. After learning this, a friend of Hill's took the map and calculated that the map roughly fit the location of Zeta Reticuli. And thus, the idea of Gray's being from Zeta Reticuli was born. Some skeptics go as far to say that many abductees suffer from being too influenced by imagery and are prone to absorption with overactive imaginations. And, uh... You know, here's an interesting take on the grays, the mother hypothesis. In 2005, Frederick V. Malmstrom proposed that grays are actually residual memories of early childhood development. Uh, Malmstrom thinks that the face of a gray alien with its, you know, human-esque features, but uh, very kind of flat, 
humanesque features. It's likely our earliest memories of the human face during development in our infancy. Uh, he also suggests that hypnotic regression leads to users to bring out these early human face imagery and mistake them for the imagery of an alien. Malstrom also proposed that gray alien imagery is actually the distorted faces of real people to the victim, which over time has become faded and distorted as, quote, it's easier to imagine being abducted by alien creatures than to face the traumatic memories of being bullied by peers or assaulted by an aggressive man, end quote. Some other skeptics claim that gray imagery evolved from evolution. According to biologist Jack Cohen, the typical image of a gray looks like something that would have evolved from a planet like ours, not an alien world with different environmental and ecological conditions from Earth. And grays are just too physiologically similar to humans to be credible as a representation of an alien. Some skeptics believe that alien abductions are just a form of sleep paralysis, a topic we've discussed at length. Uh, and finally, there's the Project Blue Book. Project Blue Book was the code name for the systematic study of unidentified flying objects by the United States Air Force from March 1952 to December 17, 1969. Uh, the Project Blue Book ultimately concluded there's no such thing as aliens or UFOs. This project likely caused some level of mass hysteria, skeptics believe, and caused them to believe aliens and abductions even more. Well, bunk funkers, we hope this exciting overview of the gray aliens didn't leave you feeling gray. Aliens! What's their deal? Are they gray's friend or are they foe? Do they have an agenda? Are they here to wipe us out? Well, one thing is for certain, Bunkfunkers, if you ever find yourself surrounded by a pale blue light, paralyzed, in a sleep-like state, floating, floating upward, aboard an alien craft, two weird-looking dudes with bulbous heads, and likely some kind of skin rash staring at you two inches from your face, fear not. Tis but Andean art, looking to anally probe your mind tummies with the whole enchilada. I'm blue turning gray over you. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food. So, come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app. Welcome back, Bugfuckers. That was our research of the gray aliens. Ooh, the greys. Oh, the greys. Um, greys. 
Andy, what's to be done about all these grays? To be done about these grays. Andy, let me let me let me propose this to you. <gasps> Is being abducted by Art's going to pop the question? Uh, being abducted by aliens might be the best form of medical insurance available to Americans. Yes or no? Wow. Never thought of it that way, but yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Jeez. Because all they ask in return is your sperm and eggs. What do you need those for? You can regenerate those, right? Not eggs. Not eggs. They take all your eggs. You're done. You get those from a chicken. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, they want to steal your babies. There's been stories of greys abducting pregnant women and stealing their babies. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a long time since I watched it, but that's the crux of the X-Files. been a long time since right? I've been abducted by an aliens. Been it's a long time, been a long time, been a long, lonely, 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 anal probe. So correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that one of the underpinning things about uh, the X-Files is that Mulder's yes. younger sister was abducted, like snatched by Grey Not Link, to spoil the or X-Files. She was, yeah, not to spoil this 30-year-old show. Hey, listen, people are rediscovering shows, especially over the quarantine. You know, people All right, the finale shows. was less than 30 years ago. But wasn't that the whole thing is that Mulder's little sister yeah. was, was she a hybrid or she was abducted? She was abducted. Uh, I've never made it past season four. Oh, uh, there's. A I'm, talk, I'm talking like late game. There's X-Files a lot here, of X Files episodes, and they are long, and some of them are very gross. They really start to get very gross at a certain point. Um, a lot of like bugs and like skin rashes in the in the X Files. But you're right. Yes, the overarching plot of the X Files is the gray alien conspiracy. Right. That is the overarching. There's an overarching plot in the X Files. There's a lot of little one-off contained episodes where Mulder and Scully go off and they fuck around and do some weird thing somewhere. And it just keeps coming back. Too. Right. There's like an overarching kind of right. narrative where it's like there's a huge with like there's like an MJ12 group comprised of different people in the heads of different states mm-hmm. in the U.S. and in the world in the CIA, and they're trying to cover up the fact that yes, there is. The alien human hybrid program where DNA from people like even our main our heroes, Mulder and Scully, have been taken uh, and used to potentially create little alien human hybrids. And you see the alien human hybrids at one point in time. And um, basically everything we just talked about comes up in the X-Files at one point in time. And that's what makes it so fun. Didn't it turn out that the smoking man was an extraterrestrial? I don't know. You might have just spoiled something. Uh, big for me, but uh, yeah, the, the 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 cancer man, as he's called, smoker, the smoking man, the cancer man. I don't know if he was an extraterrestrial so much as he he was working for the ETs. He works for them. There's different kinds. Yeah. Um, a lot it's been of, too long since I've seen it, so I don't yeah, remember. there are a lot of aliens that can take the form of humans, and they, you know, oh, stab each other in the neck, and that's how you kill them. And they have like acidic blood. You know, if the extraterrestrials... X-Files is great. Please watch it. It's so fun. It's a great show. I really do need to finish it one day. It's just that there's a lot. Yeah. I would love to go back and rewatch some of those episodes. Yeah. They're very dense. I remember watching it when it first aired, and I was kind of scared a little bit sometimes. Oh, it was very scary. Yeah. But nowadays, I find it so comfy. It's such a comfy show. It's old. The, The special effects are decent, but they're not good. It's not really 
scary anymore. It's just kind of gross. Yeah. But it's so comfy. Ugh. It's just like an old... Back when they used to like actually make shows that had to be like fun and interesting because that's the only way you could actually get people to watch it. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, it's just more about like, how well can I market the first episode and make the first episode kind of decent? Not to bring up Netflix is The Witcher, but, uh, you know, I mean, hey, call me a broken record. Get people hooked, then they binge it, and then it's Get people hooked, then they binge it, but then it's actually bullshit and kind of shitty, and they just spend a ton of money on marketing and Henry Cavill. But you got hooked, and it's already all available. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it's that's that's the the system. They don't, you know, shows that used to air weekly. Right. You got to keep people coming back. You had to keep them coming back. Yeah. yeah, what were you going to say? I don't know. You just want to talk about X-Files? I guess so. <laughs> if I had another point, I don't know what it was. So we're talking about X-Files now. I liked that show, and I like gray aliens. You do? Except for all the bad stuff they do to oh, us. Oh, yeah. Because kind of mean. Let's be honest. Gray aliens, if you're going to advance our society, do it with no strings attached. Be benevolent. A bit of a Napoleon complex, wouldn't you say? Oh, Some of these wow. grays. Wow. Uh, Napoleon wasn't actually all that short. He wasn't. He was like relatively normal for the time. Right? Right. Like he was like 5'7". Yeah. He's taller than me. <laughs> but He's I taller guess, than me. He's more successful than me. Well, it's true. He actually was able to take over Russia, which he's he's more never div- been able to do. He's married more divorcees than me. He's been, he's almost been exiled. You've been exiled more than he has. That's true. And from a wider array of places That's than true. him. You were not allowed in Europe. Yeah. He at was. All. He was the at entire, one point in time. He lived in the continent until he died. I was not allowed on the continent. You both famously have a big hate for the city of Waterloo. Oh my God. Don't get me started on Waterloo. Don't name your city Waterloo. Waterloo. Da, 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 da. Isn't that an ABBA song? Yeah. Is that about a water park? And I am talking about you, Waterloo, Iowa. Fuck you. I think if you name your city Waterloo, you have to have a big water park there. Hands down, that should be a big old law. I think your thing should be the world's largest toilet. Waterloo. <laughs> and I think that your town mascot should be a guy named Waterloo. <laughs> He's just a very well-hydrated man. A drop of water who wears kind of like a trucker cap and a flannel shirt and maybe some coveralls. Anthropomorphic drop of water. He's a tall This is a fun town. I want to go to this town. Yeah, this town is great. Some fucking rules. They spent all of their town budget for like 50 years on developing this giant toilet and the character Waterloo. It's and so Mark does it, dude. And there's no, no other, there's no businesses. Would never buy real estate in Waterloo, but I would visit. It's so affordable. <laughs> yeah, but you're never going to recoup those losses. Nope, you never will. You got to live there forever. Yeah, you do. So, um, I guess here's the thing, though, Andy. What do you think? Are these? That depends, though. You you said you don't like what the Grays are doing to us. Do you think they're friends or are they foes? Because obviously. They're not even trying. They're 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 faking their benevolence. They're saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you can have our technology. We'll help you build a couple bases on the moon and Mars." But you know, really, they are taking over the planet. Yeah, and I feel I feel some kinship uh, with the extra with the Greys because of that. You do because what seems more human than pretending to be somebody's friend while actually taking everything from them? 
Is there a more human <laughs> Im, Im, like <laughs> impulse than that? Than to just want to pretend to be friends with somebody only so you can get everything that they have. <laughs> the most human instinct right there. That's probably why they're fucking us and making yeah. alien human hybrids. <laughs> they get so fucking horny when they think about all the stuff that we just do to each other. Oh, oh. man, they're so deceitful. Ooh, I'm getting hot. Uh, we don't know. They, we, we don't know about enough about their genitals. Actually, if you look up some pictures of gray aliens, the depictions of the gray... There's a there's a very prominent photo of gray aliens where they show a like a stand like the average human male height wise right. penis exposed. And then there's a picture of a gray alien stacked next to them to see the height difference. Penis exposed. Um now the penis is not very detailed. Um clearly you can see two testicles and the shaft of the penis. Um I would like to see more detail. Would like to know some things. I, I'm not sure that I've seen this photo. Let's look it up. Okay, I'm gonna look it up for you. You keep you keep spinning a yarn. But I think I think the key question is is the ratio, because if we can see the man with his exposed penis, we in our human minds we can get an idea of how big the man's penis is from looking at that picture because we can kind of size it, even though it's not very detailed. We could size it up based on its position within his overall anatomy. So I'm thinking if the grays are so humanoid, they're very close to us proportionally in some senses. Maybe we could at least get an idea of how big these gray aliens are. Right. If we could just see the proportions. But well, they, at least we know what kind of. Now, while you're looking up gray alien penis, I'm going to just answer your question and say, I don't think that the gray aliens are friends. Wow. At least not all of them. Wow. I think most of them are, are, uh, it's, 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 uh, they're very geopolitical, right? Like they're, they're, they're playing the long game. There's a lot of them with their, 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 they've got their little machinations, their alliances, their, their objectives and goals, and they're doing anything to meet them. They're very cunning. So I don't know that they're necessarily friends to humanity, even though they might help advance our society. It's, you know, really at the end of the day to our detriment. Yeah, I can't find the image. It's it's out there somewhere. A brief benefit moving into detriment. Yeah, I mean, I guess so you're taking it at face value. You're saying, there, okay, there's these, all these different factions of greys. And obviously it seems like the Orion and Zeta Reticulans are not nice. Yeah, and those seem to be the races that we've encountered buttered, the most b- buddied up with the most yeah we've partnered with them the most these little zetas these reticulans and these orion grays they're all over the planet in their yeah. little underground bases abducting humans probing yeah which are the really nice ones creepy uh the arcturians there's, no they're, yeah there's the arcturians beetlejuiceans are rare beetlejuiceans have the nose and they're very rare oh that's right it's hard um, to keep them all straight. Bellatrixes are the other tall ones. They're from Orion. They're the strong ones. Regellians are the nasty little boys. Yeah. And then uh, Polaris has some kind grays. Arcturians are gray. Arcturian grays are nice. Mm-hmm. There's a few others that I'm forgetting. But yeah. uh, they're the chill ones. I don't know why. You know, they don't seem to want to come help. Yeah. Maybe they're they're fine. Yeah. They don't want to come. Lost cause. Um, but I do want to come, okay? Yeah. 
we are probably the worst people for the Grays to abduct. Um, I think, honestly, they might just have to kill us off because if they tried to abduct us and do anything to us, I think we'd creep them out. We'd just be too into it. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I could go for a good old-fashioned anal probing. Frankly. Yeah, I'll make skin-on-skin contact. <laughs> you need me to hold a baby? Sure. You, who's, who's got shirts? Who's got skins? You need me to hold dunk. You need me to hold some ugly babies? Hell yeah. Hook me up. I'll hold some ugly fucking babies. I don't give a shit. Get me in a rocking chair? I'll be fucking fine. I'll be reading nursery rhymes to these ugly ass alien human hybrid babies. Hell with that. I'll take my shirt off. I'll uh, sit around in my boxer shorts. I'll let those babies go to sleep. I'll go to sleep. It'll be fucking sweaty and beautiful. Oh, those babies, they get so hot. Jesus Christ. Babies are so hot. They run hot. When you sleep with them, oh, he's so warm. Don't even need a blanket. Um, little bit, little, little, uh, little battery of life right there. A little baby, little alien human hybrid baby, little alien human hybrid baby. Life energy just busting forth. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, these guys, you know, they, um, they, they kind of seem like dicks. They're kind of jerks. Yeah, they kind of crazy. And you know what? We talk about this a lot, but you know. Fuck them because wow, they're not interesting. I, you know, you don't think they're interesting. No, not at least in appearance. Wow. Humanoid. Get out of here. Wow. I want a weird alien. Somebody think up a weird alien. Get abducted by an alien. That's funny looking. I'm so sick of these humanoid fucking aliens. <laughs> Where's that flying magnifying glass? <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, so you kind of take, as far as the skeptics claim goes, you're, you're delving into the evolutionary one. You're saying these fucking guys evolved on another planet that looks like earth and they all look like humanoid. Come on. What's going on here? I mean, I guess to be fair to people who have had encounters with the grays and other humanoid extraterrestrials, we have no evidence to suggest that a humanoid form is not the optimal form in the universe True. for intelligent life. So maybe that's just where nature directs you. But I do find it a little bit odd, I guess, that most extraterrestrials are humanoid. Yeah. And I get that. I mean, I'm going to show my hand, I guess, a little bit here and or kind of shit on people. But, you know... I feel like there's a lot of reverse engineering. Sure. Where it's like, well, yeah, they look humanoid. Well, that's because they're actually, we're part of their DNA. They made us. So we look like them, not the other way around. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, good cover for your lack of creativity, I guess. But <laughs> should have thought of something more, more interesting. I don't know if it's so much of lack of creativity as it is. It's, um, you could also think of it as, uh, it's unsettling to see the humanoid form that we're so used to. We can instantly recognize it, but, uh, you know, without all the features that we know make up the human face, right? Like it's, it's unsettling to see a humanoid face, but with big eyes and slits for noses and no mouth and large head. It's, it's unsettling. 
Yeah. It does it does make you feel unsettled from a I'm a human perspective. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good device for something you want to be startling. Right. And that's then that's why it was used in shows like The Outer Limits. Yeah. Um and you know, the outer the outer limits gray alien really just looks like a person with um wearing like a nylon, like a lot of layers of like nylon stockings over their face. That's what it kind of looks like. Um it just has like these sunken in eyes and but you know i can see where you can see a gray alien yeah you know i i appreciate the the reason that it would be used for stuff like that i just think as a concept of extraterrestrial sure flesh and blood extraterrestrials it's like hmm, kind of boring well if you had to pick a favorite what would you pick out of the grays um Favorite gray. Boy, it's like choosing a favorite child. How do you pick? Um, I want uh, one of the tall ones. Okay. You got the Beetlegoosians or the Bellatrixians? Beetlegoosians have that silly nose. Right. Have you seen a photo of them? I got to look up the photo. Look up some photos. Because um, that's what I'm going to make this judgment on is just how they look sure um i'm kind of leaning toward bellatrixian here wow i'm gonna start my day off with a bowl of tricks andy is an orion star system uh gray fan i think i have to go with the classic the ebe2 zeta reticuli alien wow gotta go with a classic why? Just because it's classic? It's just classic. It's fun. It's it's uh it's part of pop culture. These little tiny gray dudes running around with their little bulbous heads and their big almond eyes and like <laughs> Yeah. Staring into your eyes, being creeps. Um yeah. The Bellatrixians. Tall. Strong. Okay. You like that? Not, you like that in I like alien. that. I want to be, you know, I want to be held. Yeah, Bellatrix. I'm a Bellatrix. Call me Bill Bellatrix. <laughs> call him, call him Bill Bellatrix. So Andy is like say uh, Bellatrixian gray, and I'm more of a Zeta reticuli. Wow, it's really I'm true what they say. Andy's are from Bellatrix, and Arts are from Zeta reticuli too. That is what they say. That's the um, classic saying. Loved that book, by the way. Art. Yeah. If you got abducted by the Greys and they said to you, We're, we want you to breed mm. with some of our extraterrestrials, not the hybrids, but they want you to start with the extraterrestrials and out saunters a you know EBE two oh yeah female Ooh. in heat. <laughs> I guess that answers my question. The answer is yes. <laughs> Art's going for it. What else? What other fucking? I don't have a choice in that situation. No, you do. They give you a choice. What's my choice? It's it's either it's either you can you can have sex <laughs> you can have sex with an alien and get a million dollars, but you have no dick. Or 
and you're a famous author, <laughs> but you don't know how to read. <laughs> no, it's you. You can either have sex with this uh, with this EBE two, uh-huh. or they're gonna they're gonna uh, take all of your reproductive organs away, not just the internal ones. My van's too. deference. Yeah, it's not my van's deference. Yeah. Or my friend's van. <laughs> they're gonna take all that. They're gonna take all your sex organs away from you. Uh, no, I'll, I'll fuck that alien. Stupid fucking alien. <laughs> that alien better get ready to ride reverse cowgirl. Because I'm, I'm never on top. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> no, I'll just have the fucking alien take the form of something. Oh, wow. I'm wheeling deal, bro. I'm not fucking sitting here. You know, I'm going to get the best out of this situation possible. I'm going to, I'm going to haggle with these aliens. Wow. You know, they love to haggle. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and get some alien tech out of it too. I mean, (laughs) hell I'm doing a lot of work here for them. They obviously have a want. And now if I understand that they have reproductive problems, I understand that when I go into this negotiation, I have all the power. Wow. They can't, they need my sperm to make little alien human hybrids. Wow. So I'm going to say, okay, you're going to give me a laser gun. You're going to give me my own personal spacecraft. You're going to take the form of smoking hot babes. You're going to take the form of the green M&M. There it is. (laughs) The hottest, sexiest character of all. But I want the voice of Billy West. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so uh um yeah and then i'll have sex with the green m&m i'll have a good time wow you gotta think you gotta what think more inside the box here andy yeah that's true well it was hard because either way either yeah. way you know they're just gonna take something it's like okay I might as well try and get something good out of this. Right. That's my deal. Yeah. Deal or no deal. Yeah. These are like the pawn stars of the universe. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to try and get the most out of this deal. See what I can get out of these guys. Wow. i uh, get some alien tech. And after I'm done busting a nut, <laughs> turning turning the green M&M into a an peanuts M&M, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a nut. Making the green M&M the pink M&M. <laughs> What? I don't know. <laughs> Sounded better in my head. <laughs> Yours was better. Peanut. There's no pink NMMs, Andy, uh, that I know of. Um, you can buy them. I'm going to use that alien tech to blast my way out. Fucking take over their ship. Who's on you, dummies? They already gave you your own personal spaceship. Yeah, it's a lease. <laughs> oh. Maybe you're not such a good negotiator. I got, no, after no, all. no. I got a great, great financing <laughs> options on this bad boy. Two percent APR, Andy. Wow. Come on, that's a good deal. Yeah. You take that deal. Yeah. So I got it on a lease. I'm gonna blast them away with my ray gun that they gave me. Um, I might try and get some cloaking technology from them. Wow. Let me, or at least a translator. Yeah. Sure. At the very least. Yeah. I'm gonna get some alien tech out of this, and I'm gonna blast my way out. But you'd be outnumbered. They're scared of me. Oh, that's right. 
They don't like me. <laughs> they can't predict my movements. They're scared of you and your huge American hog. That's right. That's right. And that is what I'm going to call my alien spacecraft. The huge American hog. The American hog. Painted on the side of the ship. Make it all fucking gaudy. They won't understand it. They won't get it. They'll be so confused by it. They'll be like, what the fuck does that mean? I'll be like, you just gotta USA, be, baby. You just got to be a, a red-blooded fucking human. You wouldn't get it. So you're going for the Randy Quaid approach. From Independence Day. Sure. Infiltrate from within. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll take that uh, that alien human hybrid, that alien as my wife. Wow. But I'll say you have to look like the green M&M. Always. Don't ever show me your real face. And then I'll raise my little alien human hybrid son. My alien human hybrid baby is my own. Teach him the ways of the human. Make him fight for the humans. Or betray, betray his mother's people. That's right. He's the key. He's the chosen one. He's the chosen one. Yeah. Wow. That's what I'm doing. I would love to watch this movie. Yeah, I think I would too. Part porno. Yeah. Part action. Flick. Most, mostly porno. Lots of that. Yeah. A lot Lots of close-ups. having sex with the green M&M. And I'm not ashamed to admit it, I will get a stand-in. For what? My penis. <laughs> the nude scenes. A penis double. The nude scenes. Yeah. Not because I'm ashamed, but because I think that, uh, you know... I think cameras just can't can't capture me at the right angle. Right. That's so fair. I need to get yeah. a stand in to accurately capture what is the real world. Well, plus if you have to do the if you have to have sex with the green M and M, you won't be able to see what it looks like. So it's yeah. probably better to have That's right. an actual pornographic actor come right. in and play you. Right. So but would would the pornographic actor have to have sex with your alien wife? Ah, fuck. Well, okay, so here's what we're going to have to do oh, in this movie. Just... We're definitely going to have to get then a stand-in because I'm not going to let a pornographic actor fuck. I'm not going to get cucked. I'm not going to have my alien wife get cucked. Okay, I'm not going to get cucked watching my fucking alien wife get fucked. That's not happening. I already got to look out for all the other M&Ms. Fucking this red, jealous M&M. These fucking jealous. That red M&M has been eyeing my wife. Boy, that would be so confusing if the red M&M showed up because they both sound like Billy West. <laughs> the one you really got to watch out for is that cool blue M&M with his fucking, he plays the saxophone oh, and stuff. Yeah, the blue M&M. What is that, the peanut butter M&M? I don't know what he is. Yeah. I know the orange M&M is the pretzel one or the crunch one and he's nervous. And the, which one is David Cross? Caramel M&M. Oh, and he might be the orange one. Then there's the brown M&M. Yeah, the brown M&M doesn't come up a lot, does it? No, I don't think so. Mm. Of course, you've got classic peanut. Classic peanut, the yellow. He's goofy. You don't have to worry about him. Well, well he's going like, to steal your girl. I think you do. Do you? Think about it. He's got that. He's got he, a winning personality. He's the biggest M&M. Yeah. <laughs> In every way. He's got the biggest nut. And... You know, frankly, he's all nut. He's all nut. And frankly, he's got a good personality. Does he? And this is the thing. Your your other M&Ms. He's, he's kind of an oaf. Your other M&Ms are just hanging out and they realize, oh, this it, it happens all of a sudden. They're so at ease with yellow M&M. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they find themselves attracted to yellow M&M. Hmm. Well, either way. And then they bang. 
Yeah, uh, well, either way, all I have to do is get one of these M&Ms in my mouth and they'll melt. Yeah. So fuck them. Yeah. Don't ever try and fuck my alien wife, M&Ms. If any M&M listeners are listening to the show right now, you try and fuck my alien wife, listen to me, M&Ms. I will come after you. I will eat you. And even though I cannot have the peanut M&M because I cannot have peanuts, I will get my friend Andy to come in and eat you. I'll eat him on up. my behalf. And if there are any M&M listeners... <laughs> Out there. Uh, yeah. We'll say... Mom's Spaghetti. Bob Spaghetti. You yeah. guys are fine. You M&M listeners? Now, we're talking specifically to the M&M listeners. The M&M listeners. Yeah. If you're an M&M listener, you're fine. If you are an anthropomorphic candy, candy shell-coated piece of chocolate from the Mars Company, and you're listening to the show and you try and have sex with my alien wife, I will fuck you up, dude. Because I'm here to protect my alien family. I got a badass spaceship, the American Hog. I got a ray gun. I got a translator. I have I have holographic shape shifting abilities now. Wow! What? When did that happen? I that's I also negotiated that as oh, well. Geez, you're good. So good at negotiations. I would have never thought of that. These Greys, they only want one thing. That's my sperm. But I've taken over their one of their ships. So they're going to have to send another colony ship, another one of these big transport ships. Yeah. But I've already fallen. I've already fallen in love with my alien wife. She's beautiful. She looks like the green M&M. We just get each other. Yeah. She's a winning personality. You remember that one commercial? She's where they strong, intelligent, independent. It's a 50-50 relationship, Andy. It's not like a thing where, yeah. you know... She's in the kitchen serving me up. I don't tell her, hey, get back into the kitchen. Yeah. That would be rude. Yeah. And inappropriate. We're a team. It's a partnership. It's a partnership. We're raising our alien human baby hybrid. What? We'll look like half an M&M, half a human. <laughs> All my son. Why would, you, why would you look half an M&M? That's just a trick of the eyes, isn't it? It's just, you know, it's just for, I mean, she's going to always look like an M&M. So... Oh, she permanently changed. Don't her make appearance. fun of my family. <laughs> Don't make fun of my hypothetical alien family, because I'm already very attached to them, and you know how I get. Oh, I know. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I wouldn't want to come between you and your alien. If you family. try and fuck my wife, my alien wife, Andy, I swear to God, I would never do that to you. <laughs> Good, because I will blast you with my ray gun. <laughs> and I need you as my second in command. To fight against the Greys. Yeah. They are not going to be happy that I took one of their aliens as my wife. I fell in love with this alien. Yeah. Shaped like the green. Unless you shot your way out of their ship. Shot my way out of the ship. Killed them all. Who knows how many Orion or Zeta Reticulin Greys I murdered. Yeah. They're going to start sending the Regalians after us. I mean, as many as there are on Earth, you're going to have a hard time. Well, that's why I'm going to need you. I'm putting together a team. I'll join. I'm your... I'm definitely your ride or die in this scenario. Hell yeah, I got him. I finally got him, Bunk Bunkers. Bunk Bunkers, let us know. Would you join up in my army, my M&M army, to fight the M&Ms and the gray aliens? Let me know. I'm taking conscripts. Sign up. <laughs> Sign up for Arts Alien Draft. The AAD. Draft Kings. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let me know, Bunk Bunkers. I need to know how many of you are going to sign need, up. We need an accurate head count. Please RSVP. Yeah, seriously. We sent you all evites. Before I go and do this, I seriously, I need to know how many people are coming. Who are going to help me protect and fight alongside me, my beautiful alien wife. Your uh, M&M human hybrid son. M&M human hybrid son. And, uh, my and goof- me, your second in command. Yeah, the second in, the goofy ass second in command. The bumbling oaf who somehow makes it through the war. Andy. Ideally doing as little as possible. Yeah, doing as little as possible. You like you like accidentally like you like unpin a grenade on accident like an alien grenade. Like you're like, oh good, oh, and you're playing hot potato with one of the aliens. Yeah. It's like a funny scene. Yeah. And you're like shoving and then he shoves the grenade back and you shove it and then like blows up in his face. Yeah. So you do a lot of those types of things. Yeah. <laughs> Where you somehow like you're like falling upwards. Through through the action and you survive. Yeah, the story of my life, mm-hmm. my autobiography, falling upward, falling upward and sliding downward. The Andy Hart story. <laughs> um. So what's the? I mean these these this these gray aliens. This this is a cornerstone. Yeah, this is a cornerstone of our of this genre. Yeah, the gray alien conspiracy. She's huge. Yeah. I mean, what does this, this this is up there with, you've got gray aliens. You've obviously got the reptilian elite. Right. They kind of go hand in hand. They're trying to do similar things, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think the reptilians are necessarily here to turn us all into alien-human hybrids. Whereas that seems to be what the grays are trying to do. Right. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Although, a lot of extraterrestrials seem to be into messing around with our dna yeah i think tall whites don't seem to be into it they just want to hang out and gamble right lyrans uh what, what was the deal with the lyrans they want to mess around with their dna i don't think they do um they're kind of higher level beings yeah they're more they're more high, higher level they want to they want to enlighten us more mm. than anything but obviously there's much like the grays there's spin-off subspecies Rogue. of lyrans and stuff that that do get into some of that right genetic modifying right i mean a space is chock full of extraterrestrials it, it's complicated there's some complicated relationships a lot of people don't like the grays right uh um, reptilians are obviously not right they're against everybody draconis yeah these draconians right right um yeah from the constellation draco uh though i have to say i mean it's very fun it's fun to uncover another kind of cornerstone uh learned a lot about um aliens yeah the uh i mean gray aliens big big part of extraterrestrial lore mm-hmm. you got roswell you have the eisenhower agreement with the grays you the majestic 12 yeah all very big pieces of what's become the popular lore right around extraterrestrial human relations bunk funkers who are who love this stuff let us know what avenue should we take next in our exploration of uh ufos and aliens you know do you want us to dive into the mj12 documents the dulce ooh, papers ooh. the holloman air force base ooh. the roswell incident oh yeah we haven't done roswell yet let us know yeah we need to uncover more of this gray plan yeah we got more extraterrestrials to talk about before uh we all get into my army I can take my beautiful alien wife. Yeah. It'd be good for us all to learn about them before we start killing them. Yeah. But Andy, 
one thing we can do is probably start to give a verdict on uh, oh, yeah. uh, what we think about these gray aliens. So I guess the verdict here is, I don't know, are the grays here and doing uh, nasty stuff? Do our butts? <laughs> well, I think it was a gray alien that did all that stuff to my butt. <laughs> but I'm not for sure. It was behind me. You've put it all behind you, yeah. Yeah. So, so we're we're the verdict is are the gray aliens here? Right. I'm gonna give it plausible quirk. Wow, plausible quirk from the and man. Don't know if this is any consistent at all with any other verdicts I've given on extraterrestrial species or incidents. Yeah. But bunk funkers, you know me. I don't generally believe that extraterrestrials have actually contacted human the human race. I just don't feel like there's a lot of good evidence to sure. support that. Sure. And so that leads me to say, well, as much fun as I think it is that there's these complicated, you know, that there's this history federation, and, yeah. all this lore and the a beautiful, intelligent, smart, strong alien wife who will take the form of the green M&M and will marry me and have we'll have a loving, long relationship together. Yeah. Fighting the grays. And as much as I love to think about that, yeah. and as much as that makes me want to crank my hog, I just don't believe that it's true. Mm. Um, I mean, I'll still get off, but I don't think <laughs> I can understand it's not factual. But I'm going to leave the door open a little bit. Not case right. closed. Right. Because honestly, you never know. They might be here. There might be grace. There might be grace. That might be a thing. A lot of there are people all over the world, they all have this imagery of grace. Now, you can obviously start to say like, hey, it's because grays are a pop culture thing. Mm -hmm. You could say it's because, hey, grays look a lot like what early childhood development of, of the of recognition of a human face is like. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're a little baby, you recognize the human face as kind of like an American light socket. Um, a three-prong. No, I'm serious. Yeah. It's like big, two big splotches where the eyes go and then like a big splotch where the mouth is. And that's how a infant it recognizes a human face. Right. So they see things like that and they understand, oh, that's that's a human face. That's friendly. That's my thing. That's what I am. You can say, hey, that's a gray alien. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about that whole that whole thing, though. What do you mean? Because there's this, uh, I mean, I'm no expert, obviously, in how memories get locked in our minds. But yeah. my understanding, my what I think is the right understanding, is that when you're so young that you don't see faces in detail. No. Your memories would be stored in such a way that you, when you get older, your brain changes enough that you can't really access those memories. So I guess I that, that, that I guess that. that that falls into whether or not you believe in hypnotic regression. Yeah. And I don't know what to think of hypnotic regression. Really? I think I think it is a lot of the hypnotist putting an idea in. I mean, when we did Mandela effect, that was some of the stuff that we talked about was hypnotic regression that especially in cases as hard as it is to to talk about like sexual abuse, right? that some people feel like 
through hypnosis, a hypnotist has used their position to plant the idea of the guilt of a certain person or has in some other way influenced the, the memory of the person undergoing the hypnosis to lead to a false accusation, mm -hmm. basically. And not necessarily because they have a grudge against a person or whatever, but it's just you're looking for somebody to pin a crime on. Right. You want to find a person right. to do this. So, I don't know. Hypnotic regression, I'm not sure how valuable it is. Very true. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not big on it. It's a little farther back. Almost there. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I got to get my water. Um, yeah, I'm not big on I definitely think that there is a, a level of uh, pushing people towards imagery type of thing, but mm -hmm. I think if I'm to give my verdict on this whole gray business, um, plausible minus minus. Okay. Not as much as you, but at yeah. the same time, a little bit. You're skeptical. More. Call me a helpless romantic. I just think that my beautiful alien wife is out there. Um, you know, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I would, I would think it would be cool if Grays existed. Am I totally closed off to the idea that any, that there's other planets that are like earth and that, uh, would spawn earth like creatures. Like, no, I'm not against that, but I would think that, I don't know. Like, I guess if the backstory of the Greys is that like, oh, they had this crazy advanced technology, but then they like lost <laughs> all their spirituality and morality and all this other stuff. And I, like, if they're so advanced and so smart, like why the fuck don't they get what's going on? Like, I don't know what, like, why can't they figure it out? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, well, you can't figure out how to like splice our DNA correctly. Yeah. They like to do things the old-fashioned way. Right. Good old-fashioned fucking. Right. Or like, I don't know. It's just, they're so, it's either they're so advanced, then it's like, okay, well, well then why can't they just like take over the whole world that fast, right? Yeah. Or they're like, they're, they're, they're like this level of just advanced enough that's convenient for the story. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You're right. Well, I know it's, it's sort of like, oh, they have a preference of not just coming in and taking things over. Oh, wow, that makes sense, because if they did have a preference for that, then you would just say, well, why haven't they done that yet here on Earth if they're already so intertwined yeah, I think it would be species. more like, I don't know, Independence Day. Yeah, style. I, it's I like, agree. It has to be. They could they just would, impose their will on us. It's so much more difficult to just come in and, like, infiltrate covertly a They've planet. been working for decades. <laughs> just hope, in the hopes that they'll create enough drones within our society to slowly supplant us without us noticing. Supposedly it's supposed to happen in 2028. So, wow. I look forward to it. Yeah. Frankly. Well, me too, because I'm going to meet my alien right. wife. Yeah. And I look forward to it too, because I'm going to get to meet your alien wife. <laughs> All right, Andy. You know what I said though? I heeded your warning. Look, don't try and fuck my alien wife. I still have eyes. Okay. Oh, you're a sick. And that ain't a sin. I think technically you are uninvited from my alien wedding. Oh, come on. Well, it's going to be great because it was going to be on the beaches of Hawaii. <laughs>
We're going to have a beach wedding. Son of a bitch. And you're not going to get any of that luau. Why do I always get roast un pig? Uninvited from weddings because I make leering comments about the bride to be. Fuck. <laughs> God. Bunkfuckers, those were our verdicts on the gray aliens. Um, or, you know, I'll say this. It could I could also see a District 9 situation. I kind of oh, like that situation yeah. a lot, too. That's true. Where it's like the types of aliens that showed up are like refugees from another alien civilization. And so then it's just kind of like a they're not fucking powerful at all. And like they're all right. sickly and like they get treated like second class citizens. Right. <laughs> Which is like that makes much more sense. Yeah. <laughs> but just this idea that like they're all, they're so fucking powerful that they can covertly they can like mind manipulate the world leaders. It's just like, why wouldn't you just. Why wouldn't you have just taken over the planet at this point? Yeah. If you can mind manipulate people and erase memories, you had it within your grasp. And you don't want to you don't want to take over. Right. Militaristically. It'd be easy to do that. It seems like you guys already have everything you need. Just go for it. Just get into the end zone, buddy. Just get take it home, boys. Bunkfuckers, those were our verdicts on the gray aliens. Still a lot of fun to talk about this topic. Let us know what you think. Use the hashtag. Um, don't fuck my alien wife. Yeah, don't fuck my alien wife. The newest sit, the newest Chuck Lorre sitcom coming to CBS this fall. Don't fuck my alien wife. Don't fuck my alien <laughs> wife. Let us know what you think about the Greys and if you're going to join in in my fight against the Grey <laughs> aliens with my M&M shaped alien wife. Again, we need an accurate head count. We need an accurate head count. So let us know. Email us, mrbunkerpod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at mrbunkerpod. Log on to our website, MrBookersConspiracyTime.com. And if you feel so inclined, you have the means to do so. Find us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash MrBunkerPod. New episodes of our Patreon-only show and Inner Debunked every single month. Maybe a little something extra. Join Wink. the Bunker Discord. Wink. Wink. You can chat with Andy and I and all the other fun bunk funkers there. It's like a lovely crowd. Um... Andy, anything else? I have nothing else to say. I think you're left speechless. I'm left speechless for once in my life. Much like me when I first saw my alien wife. Yeah, my jaw dropped. My tongue rolled out across the floor. All the way into a different room. <laughs> and I had to reel it back in like a fishing line. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> that did happen. But uh, well, Andy. I guess let's blast off here in our little spaceship. Zoom, zoom, zoom. We're going to Zeta Reticuli 1. Zoom, zoom, zoom. We'll get there very soon in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Blast off. Wow. Well, for not the titular Mr. Bunker, but for my toxin. <laughs> yeah. Co-host Andy Hart. I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. You think I could fuck that Eminem? Beetlejuice? That's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, I think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Right.